The show of whales continues. Babe Laufenberg at 840. Cassidy Hubbard from ESPN. She was on the sidelines last night for the Mavs drama with Luca apparently wanting out. Kevin Burkhart is going to have the play-by-play TV call of Cowboys Niners. He's going to join G-Bag at 3 p.m. today. But we got the biggest whale of all, Greg Olson, color analyst yes, for sir. Fox on the Diamond Factory Hotline here on the home of America's team with Sean, RJ, and Bobby. Good morning, man. How are you? I'm doing well, guys. How's it going? It's going pretty well. Uh, first off, congratulations. Uh, it is very difficult on social media to be getting nonstop praise, as uh, Joe Buck would probably tell you. But man, you were trending over the weekend with uh, with your call of the game, so people seem to be loving you as the new media star. So early congratulations on that. Uh, well, I appreciate it. I don't, I don't know about that. I, it's funny. I, I, I joke with, with, with some buddies, like, you can always – it's funny how the same people can watch a game and, you know, the, you know, say it's this weekend, right? Cowboys fans, Olsen hates the Cowboys, yeah. he <laughs> wants Dak to lose, and then the and then you'll you'll see like right after that on on, on the timeline you'll see, you know, a San Francisco fan be like, could Olsen love the Cowboys any more than he does? Like it's just funny. People, uh, if the feedback on broadcasters right now, I feel like is kind of just like a trendy a trendy thing. When did you get settled in? When were you like? I mean, was it last year? When did you get settled in, even to like the number one spot where you where you kind of caught your groove? You know, I'll, I'll be honest. I, I haven't been doing it that long that I feel like I've really, you know, completely settled in. I, each week, you know, there's a new experience. There's something new that happens in the truck. There's something new that happens during the game in the broadcast booth. That you know, until those things happen in real time, and you have to kind of adjust on the fly and. And, and kind of you know, accommodate it. You, you really don't, you know, it's, you don't know what you don't know. And uh, so every week, what, what's cool about this is every week there really is a, a new learning kind of opportunity and a new experience that I had never, you know, had before. And, and that's what makes it fun. That's what makes each week, you know, kind of a challenge. And you're kind of anxious to see, you know, what does this weekend have to offer? But, um, you know, I, I've known Kevin for a long time. That story has been pretty well told. And, have a great comfort level with him in the booth and, and a great trust that he's going to kind of steer the broadcast, you know, in, in directions that he knows that I'm, you know, eager to talk about and excited to kind of explore and uh, to have that ability to just kind of lean on him to kind of steer the, just steer the broadcast and then just be able to react and talk ball and just kind of talk what I see is a pretty nice position. Um, you know, when you're, when you're me, you know, Greg Olson here on one Oh five through the fan, before we get to the 49ers uh, being on, Fox, you're going to have the Cowboys a lot with, with NFC coverage. What what have some of the production meetings been like? And getting to know some of the guys or the experiences or the stories with, with Mike McCarthy and Dak and, and being on the opposite end of that behind the scenes with the Cowboys? It's been great. I'll tell you, every time we, we have the Cowboys, I look forward. I, I actually have the, the I have Dak and, and Mike McCarthy and, and, uh, and Dan Quinn here this afternoon here in a couple hours. So I, I look forward to it. Every time we have the Cowboys, I know the production meetings are, are going to be highly valuable. The coaches are very open. They're honest. You know, some coaches you feel like, you know, the second they, they jump on the call, they're like ready to get off or you're kind of like bothering them and they're in the middle of something else. Mike and, and Dan and, and Dak, when we've gotten them, like they are super engaging, super transparent. And, and we have some great conversations that sometimes you look down at the phone and you're like, all right, coach, don't you have to go? Like, I feel like you need to go somewhere. But they're just generous with their time. Um, it's been great. I, I didn't know Mike that well personally. You know, I've obviously I've played against him a, new, you know, a number of times 
all the way back to his time in Green Bay when I was in Chicago. But, um, you know, just spending time picking his brain, understanding how his thought process as a head coach works, not only schematically with an offensive mind and perspective alongside Kellen Moore, but then also just running the team, dealing with short weeks, practice schedules, adjustments. So it's really a cool insight for me that I find fascinating to be able to pick the brains of guys and kind of put some of these thoughts in your back pocket and say, you know, this is how you run a team. This is how you, you know, motivate players. And just there's all sorts of cool little nuggets you pick up from those calls. And um, Dan and Mike have been have been as good to us as, as anybody in the league this year. Greg, we've been uh, style pointing their games down the stretch. Uh, you know, not very good against Washington, the game against Jacksonville. Uh, we, we did not expect that. What did you see that they did in this game that they did not do over the last month of the season? Yeah, they, they they picked their best. They picked the best week to probably play their best overall game, or maybe you know amongst their best overall games. You look back to that game they had against Minnesota weeks back, where they they blew them out pretty good. They they really put it all together. So I mean, there's been times this year, and we've called some of them, where when you watch Dallas play, you say, you know, this are we watching the best team in the league? You know, they you know talent wise, scheme wise, coaching when they when they put it together on both sides of the ball, and they're playing as well as they did last week against Tampa. They're they're one of those teams that you look at and say, okay, this, this team is capable of, of winning the whole thing. And, um, you know, that week 18 game, you know, it's no secret. Anybody who watched it, we were there in Washington for that, for that regular season finale. And uh, they really struggled. They played poorly, really defensively. They weren't, they were okay. They, they got put in some bad spots with the early special teams turnovers. And then, you know, obviously offensively they didn't do a ton, but to see Dak and to see that offense kind of respond the way they did last week against Tampa it's probably the most decisive Dak has played in these last couple of weeks. He was so clear with where he wanted to go with the ball. He was so clear with his progressions. Even when he wanted to break the pocket and get out and he saw some rush lanes, he took it. He, Dak was really, really impressive the entire game. The offensive line did a nice job kind of reconfiguring itself again. It seems like every week they've had to reconfigure that starting five, um, you know, obviously with, with Jason Peters going out. So I give a lot of credit to those guys and um, – and then Dan, you know, Dan Quinn's defense, you know, they've been, they've been playing at a high level. They play so fast. It almost looks like the, the game's in fast forward when you watch the film. So it's, if they play like that and San Francisco plays like they have, I, I, think, there's a, I think this is the game of the year um, up until this point, at least on paper. Yeah, how do you see them matching up, Greg? And how do you think the Cowboys can pull off this upset? Yeah, I mean, I think, you know, when you, when you look at both teams, first and foremost, what jumps out at you is just no matter who has the ball, no matter which side of the ball you're, you're studying, there's just star all-pro caliber players everywhere. So I think from a roster standpoint and from a talent standpoint, I, I think it's fairly close. You know, I think when you're, when you're, on, the, when you're on offense, if you're Dak and, you're, and, and Mike McCarthy and Kellen and you're putting this plan together, it all starts with accounting for that front. You know, that, that front now that has gotten healthy with Armstead, after missing some time earlier in the year. Of course, everyone knows about Bosa. Kinlaw kind of getting his legs back under him. That that defensive line, which has always kind of been how they built that 49ers defense over the years with all those first-round picks, they, you, you got to account for them. You, you, if you don't have a great protection plan, if you don't have a great run plan to try to negate those guys, they need to force the 49ers secondary to carry the load, right? And that's attacking the ball downfield. That's running. It's going to be very hard to run between the tackles. It's going to be very hard. You know, you don't want to get into a third and long contest where you're pass blocking every time. So I think for Dallas being aggressive early, 
staying out of passing downs where now if you want to pass, you can, but you have the option of play action and not being so predictable because that front, you know, we've seen it time and time again. When that when they could put their four pass rushers in those track stances and it's third and eight plus and it's a passing down, it's tough sledding for anybody. So I think offensively that's what it comes down to. And then, listen, on defense, Dan's going to have a great – He's going Dan Quinn's going to have a great plan. And uh, the 49ers are a handful. We, we've seen it. They're going to have their plays. You have to do the best job you can limiting the explosives. And that's both long ball, you know, long throw, and that's also short throw, long long run. And uh, it's easier said than done. They have so many different weapons and create so, such space with Shanahan's offense. It's going to be a challenge. Um, they're going to, like I said, they're going to get their plays, McCaffrey and Debo, they're going to get their plays. You just have to try to keep a lid on it. And you can't let a five-yard drag route turn into a 50-yard touchdown. And we saw that against Seattle last week. And, uh, you know, that's when the game kind of got out of hand. Greg, there's been a lot of discussion around here about this tight turnaround time for Dallas, playing a Monday night game on the road, coming back, then having to go uh, for a Sunday game on the road. Uh, first, a, a quick trivia question about your own career. Do you know how many times you played that, a, a Monday night game on the road followed by a Sunday game on the road the next week? No, that's a great question. Uh <laughs> I have no idea. What once, once, 2012, you did it against Philly on Monday night and then went to Kansas City on the road the next week. But uh, you talked uh-huh. about uh, McCarthy and, and we, learning. And we lost, I, mean, I think we lost, and I think we lost them both, didn't we? No, you beat Philly. You beat Philly and then you lost oh, to Kansas we beat, City. We beat Philly, we lost to Kansas City. Okay, yes, yeah, so you split them. But you talked about how getting to know Mike McCarthy, you've, one of the things you mentioned there was his practice schedule and the way that he handles tight turnarounds. How difficult is this turnaround going to be, and and how do you think Mike McCarthy's approaching that? Yeah, I, I think his experience just from from doing this, you know, from being a head guy for so long now, I and mean, obviously he has a, a ton of experience to draw from, and and he'll rely on his vets to kind of get a taste for how everybody's bodies are feeling. And listen, if I was a Dallas fan and I was a Dallas player, I would probably feel you know feel the same way. I think when you look at it, though, I think it all kind of plays itself out i know in this particular week dallas kind of has the short week and and san francisco has the extra days and you know but frankly and i'm sure dallas fans are not going to love this but when when you know you're talking about from week 18 to the monday night game that you guys played maybe you have that extra day or two you know that you had at san francisco they played on saturday you play on monday tyler biotish gets two more days with the ankle now he's healthy so you go into the wild card round maybe a little more fresh so I think at various points in the season, different teams have different advantages. I understand in this particular week having the two-day span, but, you know, 10 days ago, Dallas had the extra couple days and San Francisco was on the short week. So I think when it's all said and done, I don't think you're going to hear a lot of complaints out of Mike McCarthy or, you know, in the coaching staff and the players there. You understand in the NFL, you're, you deal with the hand that you're dealt. Mike will have a great plan for getting these guys' legs back under him, and I promise you, when that ball is kicked off, Dallas will be just as prepared with, you know, their five days if they had 10 days. They'll be prepared. They'll be ready. Their guys will be ready to rock. And uh, I think once the ball kicks off, I don't think the the difference in, in you know, time between games is going to have much of, effect, much of an impact on the game. Greg Olson, join us here, 105 through the fan. Uh, Brock Purdy, uh, is he more game manager or can he go get you and win you a game? You know, when he first, we, we called his debut, uh, we went out there and, and called his first game that he started against against Tampa, and, uh, you know, they, they blew the doors off of, of Tampa. It was like 30, 30 
28 nothing or 35 nothing at halftime or something crazy. And I think at the time, the, the consensus was he's got very good talent around him. He's executing a really good offensive system of Kyle Shanahan. And he's just got to go out there and just, just play his role and not do anything crazy, don't put the ball in jeopardy, and just let everybody around him win the game. And that was probably the case early on. But I'll tell you what, these last couple weeks to, to end the regular season and then last week in Seattle, he is impacting the game. He, he is not just playing the typical role of the rookie quarterback and just say, hey, stay out of the way, let everyone else do their job and make a couple throws a game. I mean, he is running that offense. I mean, you look, they got up last week on, on Seattle pretty big there in the second half. And, you know, you, the conventional wisdom says, all right, I got a rookie quarterback, a great defense. Let's just hand the ball off to McCaffrey a hundred times, punt, play defense, and let's get out of here. Don't let the rookie turn it over. They kept swinging. They kept throwing the ball with a the lead. They kept. I think they have a ton of confidence in Brock Purdy. He's proven that he can take care of the ball. I think he is impacting the game more and more each week, um, which is really impressive, you know, especially considering we all know the story of where he came from and how this all came to be. Um, I think it's a testament. I, I, I think we'd be doing him a disservice by just giving him the typical talking point that he's just out there kind of managing the game and just not really contributing because I, I don't think that's the case. If you're Mike McCarthy and Brett Maher goes out there and misses his first extra point, do you go for two the rest of the day? Oh, man, that's why Mike McCarthy gets paid the big bucks. I'll tell you so what. So do you. Hey, you ain't broke. <laughs> true. <laughs> he said true. 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 <laughs> you know, Flex. I, you know I'll, I'll, I'll be honest. I, I, I think the whole world, other than maybe some diehard Cowboys fans that I'm sure were not happy, I, I think the whole world, I know I did, I, I felt for him watching that on Monday night. You know, you see a guy miss one, okay, two, Okay, and then you expect the next, like, three to go in, and you're kind of almost, like, rooting for him to make, like, a big 50-yarder before the half or something to just kind of catch his breath and then just to see him continue and end up missing four. That was that was hard to watch. Um, I, I think at this point in the season you can't overreact. If I'm Mike McCarthy, I'm not overreacting, probably not talking about it a lot. I'm, I'm encouraging him to just go out there and – What's your normal routine? What's been the routine you've had all season long? You've been a very accurate kicker for us. You've made some big kicks over the course of the season. So find that routine. Go back and find your rhythm. And early in that game, you're holding your breath. Because I think he need, it's like a shooter, right, who's in a shooting slump. You, you need to see one ball go through the rim. You need to see one ball hit the bottom of the net. In this case, you need one ball to split the uprights. So and whether that's an extra point or a 50-yard field goal on the opening drive, whatever it is, I think he sees one ball early go through I think he's going to take a deep breath and and find your rhythm and um I know that's what every Cowboys fan is hoping for to answer your question directly I'm considering it Uh, I'll be honest I'm at least considering my fourth down um strategy down in the red zone and and I think you know we saw that on the little wheel that they threw for the touchdown to CeeDee Lamb you know they had fourth and three and everyone's saying all right they're going to bring out the kicker and he didn't and it ended up getting him a touchdown but I think if he hadn't missed all those extra points I think fourth and three there, you take the three and take the field goal. But um, I, I think that is going to be the most anticipated first point after try or a short field goal maybe in NFL history <laughs> come Sunday. Hey, man, thank you so much for the time. We, we've been uh, wanting to get you on forever. Congratulations on a tremendous start to the broadcast career, and we'll all be watching on Sunday. Thank you, Greg. I right, appreciate you. Thanks, guys.